Hello all, hello all, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Officer Antoine Thomas. I am your host. Listen, I would like to take this time once again to say thank you to all of my listeners. Please continue to like, share this podcast along with the latest episodes. As I stated on the last episode, that I will be bringing part two of this very important topic. I am pleased to share with you once again. I know in the last episode, I focused on, excuse me, I focused on CRT, critical race theory, indoctrinations of the young minds, which are our children. However, this episode, I'm going to heavily focus on more of the adult side of this being indoctrinated and trying to be forced down our throats. We're a little bit more uh, on the intellectual side. We can process things better, and yet many of us will fall asleep at the wheel. But it's time to wake up and take back the steering wheel. It is time to wake up and take back the steering wheel. Critical race theory. Does this impact the law enforcement community? Part two. So I always say on my show, we're strictly talking about police matters, police issues. We're defending the police, never defunding the police. We are going to hit it when they're right. We're going to defend them when they're wrong. We're going to speak out. I said every every episode. I have no time to waste. I want to dive right into this thing. Look, uh, I need to discuss one thing. While it's fresh in my mind, because in the last episode, it totally slipped my mind due to the time. And if you've never been under the microscope of time uh, as it pertains to taping shows and things like that, you have a short amount of time to get it out. We keep hearing that white police officers are killing black men at an alarming rate. We keep hearing that, haven't we? And, And don't we? Why only do, let me ask you a question. Why only do we hear this preached? from the side of white police officers are killing black men. My question to you is, aren't black women committing crimes like any other gender that's of of race? Then why are we only singling out the black man? Glad you asked me. Because if we tell our black community that white cops are racist and seek out our black young men, and old men on a daily basis when they go to work. When I talked about it last episode, I don't know any police officer that uh, puts on the uniform and says, I'm going out to kill me a black man. But apparently that this is true. Apparently they are doing it. According to our leftist who's preaching this propaganda. See, the issue is we can eliminate the theory and focus on keeping the black man in the black community mad and aggressive and always thinking that the white man is out to get them. See, if you preach something, like I talked in the last episode as well, you keep beating into someone's head and brain, and even in your head or brain, you're going to eventually at some point start to believe it. So the way to fuel the black community right now more than ever to divide us is bring us back to the 400 years ago of slavery, telling us that the white man never existed to help the black man, which is farther from the truth, but they existed to tear down the black man. And we know that's not true. But if you continue to beat that, 
into the young minds of black men and women. Uh, as they get older, they will continue to teach this doctrine that police officers are out to kill them. But we have to change that around. Look, the American Bar Association states critical race theory has been defined uh, by this. As it is a critique on how the social construction of race and institutionalized racism perpetrate a racial caste system, one that regulates people of color to the bottom tiers because of the lasting, imagine this, of effects of the legacy of slavery and segregation on black as people as well as other people of color, placing them at the bottom of the tier. I'm at the top of the tier. I don't know about any other black man and woman. I'm at the top of the tier. Why? Because I earned it and God created it that way. We're created equal. It also recognizes that race intersects with other identities. Watch how they embed this one in and bring this into the fold, including sexuality and gender and that racism is embedded in institutions such as those that make up the criminal justice system. Uh, not surprised. Imagine this. If the left is, is successful with this tactic, they can continue to push what President LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, stated during his Great Society programs. This is what the man said, and I quote, I'll have those niggers voting Democratic for the next 200 years, huh? touting his underlying intentions for the Great Society programs. LBJ confided with two like-minded governors during that time uh, on Air Force One. This was a conversation that was recorded and made history. It was on Air Force One when he was speaking to a group uh, of, of governors and, and speaking about the program of how great society would be established, how he would take the black man out of the home so that the black woman would be dependent on the government because the black man's out of the home. He can't work, can't provide, which got instituted to happen. And basically what he came up with, that if we do this and allow the independents to no longer be independent, but to be dependent, dependent on the government, then you will see that they will always continue, which is what we have 200 years later. It's being done. Okay. This also helps the left successfully. This helps the left agenda sell their false narrative that the GOP is racist and will never be inclusive, which is further from the truth. Why? Because I am a part of the GOP and I've never had anyone uh, try to out me or uh, try to exclude me. Okay, moving back into the root of CRT, I want to get that off my chest. Who is responsible for, for the CRT malarkey? Who's responsible for that? The originators of CRT include Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw, Cheryl Harris, Richard Delgado, Patricia Williams, Gloria Lanson Billings, Tara Yoso, among others. There's a group of people that formed this critical racist theory, uh, malarkey, as I like to call it. CRT transcends a black against a white of a racial binary, uh, binary, excuse me, and recognizes that racism has impacted uh, the experiences of various people of color, including Latinx, Native Americans, and your Asian Americans, anybody that makes up the 
uh, minority consensus, right? As a result, different branches, including the LACRIT, the tribal crit, and the Asian CRT have emerged from CRT. Now they're coming and rising up in this movement. Okay? Imagine that. When you look at that, these different branches seek to examine specific experiences of oppression. CRT challenges white privilege, of course, and exposes the deficit-informed research that ignores and often omits the scholarship of people of color. This is what they're pushing. CRT began in the legal academy in the 1970s, which I gave you a brief little history about that on the last episode, part one. However, uh, in the 1970s, and it grew into the 1980s and went all the way into the 1990s. It persists as a field of inquiry in the legal field and in other areas of scholarship. Mary Tussudo describes CRT as the work of progressive legal scholars seeking to address the role of racism. This is in the law and the work to eliminate it, and then it was configured into a sub-category, uh, and then next thing you know, voila, there it is. And so you look at in the field of education, Daniel Solarzano also identified tenets of CRT that, in addition to the impact of race and, of course, racism and the challenges of the dominant ideology um, of the objectivity of scholarship, of the ideology, include a commitment to social justice, okay? So they have a commitment to bring you social justice. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. This is what they're preaching. Meanwhile, centering the experimental knowledge of people of color and using multiple approaches, of course, and I would like to even add multiple multiple layers of this approach from a variety of disciplines, okay? And they try to tie in together historical and contemporary contexts of this. They want to bring in the women's studies, the sociology, the history, the law, the psychological um, dealings of it um you have they want to be able to bring it through film and they want to be able to bring it through theater they're using all avenues to bring crt whatever it takes as i talked in the last episode they're using the school system heavily to bring the crt marxist ideas you just heard it there they're they're, they're using film they've been doing that for years right using theater uh, they even put it in broadway shows whatever it may be they are trying to grasp and take hold of our minds okay listen some of the most compelling demonstrations of how racism has been uh, replicated through systems and within the education system many can recall images of troops escorting nine black students to integrate little rock central high school going back to the uh days of bull o'connor and those folks Jim Crow or Ruby Bridge being escorted into a New Orleans elementary school by armed guards six years after the U.S. Supreme Court invalidated that racially segregated uh, schools. Of course, the uh, education law, which is Brown versus the Board of Education that took place in 1954. We're all aware of that. They helped schools become segregated. However, 
they want to paint the picture and bring us all the way back to 1954 when at that time, yes, again, I stated we cannot erase history. I talked about that. I'm always going to preach that. We did learn. We did see that, uh, yeah, the schools was heavily owned by uh, guards and the military and the police and the riot gear and all that stuff, but due to the nature of what was going on. But I've never seen it. And I, I spent a short time uh, as a uh, school resource officer. And never once did I bring force and escort kids to and fro from class. Matter of fact, that was farther from what um, we were supposed to be doing. We were only implemented in those school systems to be a show of force in case of an intruder, not to be a show of force if the student doesn't go to class. No, that wasn't what it was intended for. Unfortunately, a lot of the teachers and, and, and principals are using this, but that is not what we were brought in for. Now, if, if you want to equate that and try to use that against us, then you can probably say, well, that happened back in New Orleans when uh, 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 the woman uh, Ruby had six armed guards to walk, to walk her to class. Now, what kind of um, force or threat was this woman? She was going to school, elementary school like that. What kind of threat could she have been? Okay. Those moments are just snapshots of what the intersection of racism and law and education system and things that they want us to continue to believe and preach. This uh, article that I was reading for you was just a small snippet of what uh, explains the explanations of why uh, the left wants to preach and, 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 and really push the CRT. Okay. And they always want to include the civil rights era, obviously, because this helps their uh, propaganda. This helps their narrative. If you bring us all the way back to the civil rights stage during the time of Dr. Martin Luther King and all these great uh, folks, uh, Rosa Park, and all these people that helped fight in the movement of the progression of black men and women, I understand that. But when they also, the left is always going to bring into the uh, inequalities that we were not privy to. They're always going to bring in the race and gender and sex because this helps sell the CRT. The more you put inside of a cow zone, uh, sometimes the better it tastes. So if you pack your cow zone with meats and cheese and, and, and spinach and all these things, you got an even better cow zone than you had when you first... Uh, started making it but see if we continue to teach and preach that our legal system is created and designed for the black man to fail which is what we see all the time in law enforcement i hear all the time the justice system wasn't created for the black man At the end of the day we have to realize that it wasn't created for anyone who was uh uh, uh innocent the, the the justice system was created to uh, impose penalties and, and rules on someone who had committed crimes. And, and, and so that's what we have. And yes, there are a lot of people who have been unjust, but the end of the day, they want to preach this. And it was designed for the black man to fail, to help push the narrative and probes and the quest that the left has. We have to turn this around. If not, our children and our children's children would be affected. Said again, if not, our children and their children, and their children will be affected. Let me read something that was very daunting and, and disturbing to me. Back in the year of 2018, the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department mandated that their 3,800 sworn police officers undergo CRT training. 
at the Smithsonian's National Museum of American, uh, excuse me, of African-American history and culture. Now, can you really imagine this? As a matter of fact, how does this even look? Well, I'm going to tell you, this training started at a lower level um, of the museum. So they walked through the entire museum. Of course, they had people walking with them, explaining the history uh, that dates all the way back to the 1600s. Now, remember, this was not something that they willingly wanted to participate in the police department. They were uh, mandated, and they were uh, supposed to learn about African-American history, both global and local. The great African kingdoms, the Civil War, the Jim Crow laws, and they even learned about U Street, which is located in D.C. But let me pause for a second. What part of any of this that I mentioned uh, is helping the law enforcement community? You know, we're taught to, of course, have sensitivity training, but we're also taught to have ground defense training, how to shoot, how to drive, how to be able to de-escalate situations, how to talk people out of off the cliffs who's thinking about jumping off uh, domestic, but all these things that make up law enforcement. Now, I just read here, Civil War, Jim Crow laws has nothing to do with law enforcement. I'm sorry. U Street. So U Street, allegedly, when I looked it up, it was truly, at one point, the heartbeat of the black culture in America. As a matter of fact, it had all these attractions and local visitors and, and, and unparalleled music. As a matter of fact, the late, great jazz, legendary musician himself, Duke Ellington, was born born in the area of U Street. I thought um, this that I would throw this in there because uh, I want to have some type of good facts because at the end of the day, we're preaching all this uh, malarkey and all this garbage. The only good thing I could take away from U Street was Duke Ellington, who was one of the most famous jazz uh, musicians. Awesome job he did. His music still lives on today. But to force this doctrine down uh, police officers' minds, and, and at the end of the day, does this really uh, 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 teeter on the line of bullying and um, going against the will? Now, if the Metropolitan D.C. Police would have said, we have a list, and you can sign up if you want to go to this museum and, and, and get better and understand the history more. That's fine. But to force this, and when it has nothing to do with law enforcement, it makes my mind wonder. Critical race theory. Does this impact the law enforcement community? You see how I'm bridging this in again? It does. The thing behind the course uh, that they came up with is that the cops would dive into the black history, uh, might have a better opportunity to understand the communities they serve uh, by taking them to an African-American museum. I don't know. The coursework is animated by critical race theory, which means looking at American history through the lens of African-Americans. Well, you don't have to look at the history to figure it out through the lens of African-Americans. Neither can I look through the lens of a white American because I'm not white. What I can do is empathize, sympathize. And when I'm called to a crime, I'm going to deal with the crime not based on the race. We're going to get it done. So this has nothing to do with this. I wish they would have called me. I would have helped defend them because we would have threw all this stuff out of the window. It does not matter. What does matter is that we are upholding the laws. We're protecting the citizens that we swore to protect. And we are acting under the Constitution, the state laws. And we are being moral, not immoral. We have been ethical, not unethical. Those are the things that we have to worry about. They even went as far as to state that we're not really learning from the Thomas Jefferson's perspective, but listen to this, but from the woman that he had six children from. Now, what does that have to do with law enforcement? Yes, 
we saw a lot of people had slaves, black slaves back in the day. They even slept with them. Some even suggest that's how we came up with the mixed uh, um, mulatto color. Okay, I, I don't know how true that is. I haven't really researched and dived all the way in, but we do know uh, we can find a surety that the slave owners did sleep with the slaves, the women. Okay, uh, the women. Okay, we know that. But what does this have to do with police work? Critical race theory. Does this impact the law enforcement community? You better believe it does. Now, pause for a moment and think about how, how unbelievable that is. Now, I got another one for you. I, I'm wrapping up, okay? I am getting ready to get out of here. We have a few minutes left. Now, this is from the Chicago Sun-Times newspaper. It's entitled, Lawmaker Wants Police Officers Taught How Racism, Ignorance, Prevent Them From Doing Their Jobs Fairly. Oh, my goodness. This is what one of the representatives, Law Sean Ford, said. If we want to change the behavior of police, we have to educate them. Um, okay. If you want to change the uh, mindset and behaviors of anybody who's doing something that's wrong, immoral, unethical, you do have to educate them. I mean, this is common sense. You don't. We don't need to let a, a bill to help us with this. But a state lawmaker who represents that city, which I just told you, Lashawn Ford, introduced this bill into legislation. Okay, he said that we would require all police officers in Illinois to be schooled. Imagine that word on the intersection of law, race, and racism in the hopes of teaching officers the culture and the lifestyles of different communities and people. Now, does LaShawn have any authority? Let's talk about it for a minute. Not only the authority that LaShawn missed that on a uh, daily basis, the gang members, black on black crime is happening. They're killing uh, uh, innocent black uh, kids due to the areas. And, and he just said it right there, the West Side. Heavily populated with crime. Okay. You got your mayor, uh, light foot or heavy foot or, or no foot, whatever you want to call her, who's now backtracking, of course, because now she wants to uh, unfund the police, if you want to call it that. She wants to defund now. She said, let's do, let, let's put the money back where it should have always been. But for LaShun to call out the police, when the police are not killing black people, the black people in Chicago are killing them. We see that. How far do we got to go? To recognize this but yet they put the blame at the feet of the police officer again i told you we are the pun for the left okay the profession of law enforcement is the pun for the left and they're using us to be an escape goat so that they can get out of and teeter their way through issues that they should be pressing on state representative sean ford i would love to speak to you if you're still holding that seat to find out what in the world were you talking about what in the world? He wants to tackle racism, becoming uh, aware of our very own shortcomings and ignorance uh, ignorance about our peers. Okay, well, the shortcomings and ignorance, we don't even have to talk about peers. Let's talk about our own race there, LaShawn Ford. It's right there in your own city, but except you want to ignore it, not, not see it, because you do see it, but you want to ignore it and play what we call ignorant. But I like this. The head of the Chicago Union for the Police, rank and file, said this. This bill is redundant and ridiculous. And I agree. Don't need another bill to hold police officers accountable. We're already being held accountable. When police officers do wrong, we commit crimes, we break the law. Guess what? We're charged accordingly. Race, 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 said John Catanzora Jr., the president of the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police. You're going to have people so paranoid to do their job, they're going to be 
worried about race more than they're worried about reacting to a threat. Most important thing I've heard, police officers every day are afraid to go out and do the job at this point because we're so worried about what's going to happen when we make an arrest or we have to use deadly force or lethal or non-lethal force. I'm not worried about it. I tell everybody every day. I, I tell people on a constant basis, I'm not worried. I'm doing my job. And wherever that leads me, if it leads me in court because I did my job, let's go to court. But one thing I know for sure, I'm going to defend myself for a third person from what I reasonably believe the imminent threat of that, of the use of deadly force. What that means, somebody else is trying to attack another person or myself right now, imminent. It's happening right now. It's going down right now, quickly. I'm going to do my best to defend them or that person or myself. So forget all this crap. I'm doing the job. But a lot of police officers are afraid just based on race. A white cop don't even want to talk to a black person because the first thing they're going to spout is race. I hear too, but I think it's the most uh, malarkey that you've ever heard. That's my word today, malarkey. But the legislation which Ford filed on that uh, particular Monday in question would amend the state's police training. Now, listen to this. Law and create a critical race theory academy. So they want to add more to us. Academy now comprised of members ranging from scholars to sociologists and community organizers who are experts in the theory, as well as members of the General Assembly and law enforcement. Oh, so you are going to put some law enforcement officers up there. Will you put liberal law enforcement officers up there? Will you allow the law enforcement officer to be the voice of the law enforcement officer and tell you what type of training, since y'all want to mandate this, that we actually need? But they won't do that. I know for a fact they won't do it. But why are we making another law? to hold police officers' hands tied or handcuffed. They said working together, they would draft the curriculum for the academy, which would be attended by police academy candidates, ones that are there now and the ones that are already serving. Imagine that. I hope that didn't go forth. I didn't look all the way into it, but I need to. The potential list of topics include these. Watch this. Procedural justice, arrest and use and control tactics, search and seizure, culture cultural uh, competency, including implicit bias and racial and ethnic sensitivity and constitutional and proper use of law enforcement authority. To me, it looks like they're going to rewrite the whole curriculum of law enforcement. This is crazy. This is, um, as we say, asinine. It is the most dumbest thing I heard. But as I wrap up, people, I have less than four minutes. Listen, America, we have to stand up. Now's the time. Push back. Stand up. Fight back. We cannot afford to sit on the sidelines any longer. Cannot do it. Everyone has to do their part. There's a spot on the team called the Pushback CRT team. I just created that team. Okay. And we ain't offending no one. We ain't changing the name of it. It is the Pushback CRT team, Critical Racist Theory Team. Pushback. You heard it here on my show, Real Talk with Antoine Thomas. I came up with that. So if you hear it anywhere else, I came up with this team. And we need linemen. We need receivers. We need quarterbacks. We need running backs. We need tight ends. We need all of them. So there is a spot that is empty and there's room that's waiting for you. No excuses. Let's overpower the left's agenda. We can do it. Let's fight back. This team is live willing and ready again what's the name of this team push back crt team 
Get on it. Listen, I have thoroughly, as I always say at the end of every show, enjoyed bringing this particular episode to you. Critical race theory. Does this impact the law enforcement community? I did two separate episodes. To be honest with you, I can probably do a whole series on this and keep going. And I might just do a third. I don't know yet. But at the end of the day, it troubles me to see what the left is doing to us and the people in the government who is on the left, like LaShawn Ford, who's trying to create more boundaries for the police. I just think that it's crazy. And we, again, have to stand up, push back, fight back, join the pushback CRT team. Got to join it. Really enjoy bringing this particular episode to you. As I always say, you want to reach one and you need to teach one. I also say coming to this episode with an open mind and an open set of ears. Why do I say that? Because it's very important that you not talk but listen during this time. Give me 30 minutes of your time. I dive into research. I bring you information. I don't just put something together. I think about it. I pray on it. And I bring it to you. Allow me to do this for you. Look, please stay tuned for the next episode. Don't know what that looks like yet. Again, I may do a part three. But this show right here, I hope that it blessed you. I hope you'll reach one. Please like, share, love, with all that stuff, uh, my podcast show with your friends and family. I'm your host, Antoine Thomas, and this is Real Talk. Have a good night. Have a good day and a good morning.